Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. Welcome to the weekly free pick podcast here at SportsCapping.com. I'm your host, Jack Jones. We're entering week one NFL and week two college football. Uh, Brandon Lee joined me last week for week one college. Uh, we gave out two free picks. We went 2-0. and uh, I had Wisconsin plus 10. They beat LSU outright 16-14. to And Brandon had uh, Texas A&M minus 3. They ended up beating UCLA 31-24 in overtime after blowing a 15-point fourth quarter lead. So it was a nice start to the year. Um, now uh, I'm 23-9-2 on podcast free picks dating back to the start of last season. So for you listeners, you made some decent money on these. Um, Brandon and I also gave out our three favorite college football win totals last year. Or sorry, last week. And uh, we had two huge results in, in our favor in week one. Uh, my Texas over seven. Um, them getting the upset in Notre Dame, that was big for that one. And Brandon had Mississippi State under 7.5, and, and they were upset at home by South Alabama. So um, good start there to those. Um, Brandon's going to be back with me next week, but Teddy, Joy- Teddy Davis is joining me this week. Uh, Teddy's our number one ranked overall handicapper at Sports Capping in 2016. He's having a phenomenal year. Um, Teddy, it's good to have you on. Hey, thanks, Jack. It's uh, good to be back here on. I think the last time I was on was uh, March Madness, but... Uh, I think we're both excited for the football season. Uh, Yeah, but right now, anyway, um, last four days, uh, I'm seven and two. I had a capped off a great uh, college football weekend. Went uh, five and zero on Saturday through Monday. Um, Right now, I'm long term on a big run, four fourteen and two ninety two all sports run. So uh, I think we're both excited for the season here and. Hopefully, uh, we continue to uh, provide winners for the listeners. Yeah, Teddy did join us for a few podcasts last season, and uh, you know I like his insight and what he brings to the table. You know, we discuss games every week, so I really respect his opinion. Um, yeah, and I also had a huge week one as well. I went seven two and one to start the college football season. Um, now three hundred and seven and two thirty eight college football run. Two top five finishes last four years at sports capping. On, on the college gridiron, so it's definitely one of my bread, or bu- bread and butter sports. Uh, um, Teddy and I are each going to be giving out uh, one week one NFL free pick and one college football free pick uh, for week two, so we'll have four for you in all. We're also going to give away a bonus NFL teaser at the end, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, Teddy, start us off with your college football free pick this week. Yeah, so my free pick is going to be on Duke Blue Devils minus five over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, so I'm sure not many tuned into last uh, Thursday night game, but Wake Forest played um, the mi- mighty Tulane. Um, they won <laughs> seven to three. Um, head coach for Wake Forest Dave Clawson. This is his third year ending the program. He's just six and eighteen overall. Um, obviously, Tulane is a very bad team. They won just three games last year, which was the same as Wake Forest. Um, why I like Duke a lot is, you know, Wake managed a total of 175 yards, which is pretty staggering, actually. Um, and Tulane had 280. Uh, when you can't score or can't um, 
get 200 yards of total offense. Clearly, there's some issues with um, there up front. Uh, Duke played, on the other hand, uh, North Carolina Central, who I know isn't very good either, but at least they uh, they showed some life in the offense by scoring 49 points. And actually, they did that all in the first half with their starters. So clearly, come this week, you know, the first team has plenty of rest and probably anxious to get back out on the field for their first conference game to start the year. Um, Duke racked up 535 total yards to giving up 112. North Carolina Central had 100 or had sorry they had 29 rushing attempts for only 38 yards, and really when you think about that, that's like pretty unheard of. And I, I it doesn't even matter who you're playing, that's a pretty unbelievable stat. Um, Duke in the last few years have actually owned this series. They're five and zero against the spread the last five meetings. Uh, the last game Wake Forest won, dating back to last year, was actually October 10th, and they won that by three nothing over Boston College, eleven almost eleven months ago. Um, with this with this low spread, odd makers are clearly saying that Duke is nearly a pick 'em on a neutral field. I just don't see it. Um, I think part of the reason is because. Uh, Original starting quarterback Thomas Sirk uh, tore his Achilles. He is now out, but he was out before the season. Um, they found life in uh, freshman quarterback last week. Uh, Daniel Jones went 10 of 15 for 189 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I just feel like Duke really has the edge here, um, and I, I see them kind of winning in a landslide. I'm with you on this one, Teddy. Uh, just that, that result against Tulane it speaks volumes. I mean, this is a Tulane defense that gave up over 36 points a game last year, and uh, now they Duke or uh, sorry, Wake could only manage 175 yards and seven seven points. So that, that speaks volumes. Uh, yeah, I, I liked what I saw from Duke. I know it's no no uh, <laughs> no uh, Hercules there in, in NC Central, but no. but. <laughs> But they did outgain him by 423 yards and took care of business. Um, right. you know, Duke consistently undervalued under David Cutcliffe. They're now 28-13 and 13 the last three-plus years, and they're not getting any love here to start the season. And uh, I, I'll, I'll gladly lay the five points with you. Yeah, I agree. And also just another thing, um, you know, last year when after Wake Forest did have their three wins, you know, they, they also failed to cover um, in, the, in the next game as well. So just a little. Uh, nice thing. little stat there. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kentucky plus 17 at Florida. Um, Kentucky did lose last week to Southern Miss, 44-35, but they were only three-and-a-half-point favorites, so I don't think that was too big of a shocker. Um, Southern Miss uh, went to the Conference USA Championship game last year and won nine games. They had 13 starters back this year and 55 lettermen, um, including their stud quarterback Nick Mullins who threw for 4,500 yards and 38 touchdowns last year. So Southern Miss is loaded again. I, kn- I know it's a small conference team, but they're solid. I mean, we saw what Western Kentucky's been doing. Um, so, so I mean, I, I got some respect for Southern Miss. Um, I do like what I saw from Kentucky's offense in that game. Um, they had nine starters back on offense this year and sophomore quarterback Drew Barker. Um, he, had a, he had a nice game against Southern Miss, 323 passing yards, four touchdowns. Um, Kentucky's defense was definitely a problem uh, last week, but it shouldn't be as big of a problem against Florida. Um, this is a Gators team that has another terrible offense this year. 
Uh, it's pretty evident after they only won 24 to 7 against UMass as 34 and a half point favorites at home last week. They actually only led that game 10 to 7 at the end of the third quarter too. So it's pretty poor to pretty poor to start out struggling against UMass. Um, their offense only had 363 yards um, rushing the ball. They only had 107 yards rushing, 3.7 per carry against UMass. Um, this is a UMass team that went three and nine last year and had 19 starters back last year, and they gave up. Uh, 31.4 points and 444 yards a game last year so now they only have 10 starters back this year so they clearly aren't very good um you know i'm down on florida because i picked their under eight and a half as one of my favorite win totals last week um they did win the sec east last year but it was kind of a fluke five of their 10 wins came by a touchdown or less they had a seven point win against east carolina at home a two point win against vanderbilt at home and needed overtime to beat florida atlantic at home last year so it's just it's a team that I, I'm not very big on. They only outgained teams by 24 yards a game. They only outscored them by 4.9 points per game last year. I think at the end of the season, their three losses to Florida State, Alabama, and Michigan really showed their two true colors. They lost by a combined 73 points to those t- teams. Um, Kentucky's going to come in motivated to end a 29-game losing streak to Florida. That's the longest active streak in the country. Um, the last two years, they played Florida tough. They only lost by six in overtime as 17.5-point dogs in 2014 and by five at home last year. They weren't overmatched by Florida, and I don't think they're going to be overmatched this year. Getting 17, 17 points is a ton. Um, Florida is 0-5 against the spread their last five home games. What do you think, Teddy? Yeah, I'm actually in agreement with you here. Um, you know, a few things. I looked at what was interesting. You know, obviously we both agree that Florida's offense struggles uh, mightily and I looked at the over under total for this game and it was 47 and a half um, so that caught me off guard being such a low over under total but yet such a huge spread which pretty much is saying you know a 32 to 16 score so looking back at Florida's um, results last year they scored over 30 points and the last time was October 3rd so clearly they, they are not used to blowing people. In fact, they only scored over 30 points three times last year. Um, and one of those or two of them were non-conference games, which they should do that. Um, so yeah, they, I'm mind boggled by this line as well. Um, the road team in this series is four and one against the spread. And just, you know, like you said, uh, I think Mac Wayne inherited some really good players. Granted, you know, he took advantage of that. Uh, in his first year. Um, another side note I have is Florida ranked 12th in the total offense in the SEC last year. And to go 7-1 and one when you rank almost dead last in the conference in total offense, is, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Clearly, what, yeah, clearly that was very lucky, which is what you uh, talked about as well. Yeah, they just win all kinds of close games, man. So this uh, they, they underperformed at home laying up bigger numbers than they should have been all last year and then then obviously against UMass not even coming close to covering 34 and a half against a really bad team so and I mean Kentucky's got SEC talent I think I think they keep it close yeah I do too I just I mean that I don't yeah I mean if if you like the under you have to like Kentucky as well <laughs> for sure yep all right that was a good point on the total too I like it uh yeah. what What's your uh, free pick in the NFL this week? 
Well, my free pick this week is going to be the Bears uh, plus six and a half at the Houston Texans. Um, won't be a popular play by any means, but the Bears come into this season. You know, they have a lot to prove uh, after last year. They had a very disappointing year. They went six and ten. Um, but to me, they clearly they're being very undervalued here. Um, and I know this won't be uh, most people won't agree with me or will hate to agree with me, but. Jay Cutler is the better QB in this situation here. Um, there's not many times in the NFL season where I feel like the better quarterback actually gets points and let alone a full touchdown. Uh, you know, Cutler threw for nearly 3,700 yards last year, 21 touchdowns to only 11 picks. Um, he now has Kevin White healthy. And I think that's a big key for the offense as well going forward. You know, he'll he'll provide big time relief to Alshon Jeffrey, who everyone obviously respects. Um, with the Bears, as I mentioned, you know, only six wins last year, but in fact, five of them came on the road. They were actually six and one against the spread last year, and uh, in the seven, or six and one the last seven road games. Um, on Houston's side, you know, everyone looks at the signing of Rock Osweiler, Lamar Miller. And I think that's why they're getting a lot of love. Um, I really believe it's a truly overreaction. Um, Brock played uh, against the Bears last year and it was at Chicago. And obviously we all know that clearly Denver was a lot better team than what the Texans were. But Brock led that team to just a 17 to 15 point victory uh, and actually came down to a two point conversion in which the Broncos uh, stopped Chicago. But you know, if Brock was truly elite quarterback, with especially with that defense that he had last year, I feel like, you know, he would have been able to uh, show a little bit more something than that game. I mean, I know you can't just base it off one game, but it, I think that's why we're seeing an adjustment uh, in, the, in the line here as well. So I see uh, no problem in the Bears uh, covering the six and a half. And also, um, J.J. Watts coming off back surgery. That's uh, that's a big question mark right now. You don't know how healthy he is, how healthy he is. Everyone says he's, you know, he's gonna play, but I don't trust that he's 100% healthy. Uh, we can just ask Tony Romo about what back surgery is like and see how healthy he's been <laughs> for the last few years. Um, but yeah, I, li- I look for the Bears to come in pretty motivated here, and ultimately uh keep this close and maybe even escape with a win yeah i'm with you we got a we got another agreement here i mean you, you nailed some some key points with uh cutler coming off his best one of his best seasons and then now he's getting white um kevin white along with alshon jeffrey so the offense should be improved and the defense was pretty good last year actually and john fox always has a good defense is that right. they gave up 345 yards per game um i I really think this team was better than their six and ten record last year. They they ended up even in yardage differential between their offense and defense, and seven of their ten losses came by a touchdown or less. So they were competitive in almost every game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you know you're getting six and a half here. I think this is one of the better value plays of of week one, and I'm with you. Yeah, and I just another thing to go off of. You know, I think the Texans. You know, obviously JJ Watt is a He's a big name, is kind of what I mentioned. But, you know, they benefit a lot from they get the defensive numbers. But when you play in that division, when you play the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans, 
I mean, let's face it, your your defensive numbers should look pretty good. Those aren't exactly world beaters on offense yeah, as well. Yeah, so. especially last year with the Colts without luck and, uh, right. you know, the Jags and, and right. Titans, both young teams. And, you know, I think every, almost most people are expecting the Texans to run away with the AFC South, but I think it's really wide open this year. I don't – and that the, the perception that they're the best team in the division is definitely got this line inflated, I think, week one. So – I like it. Perfect. All right, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna take your Cowboys as a pick <laughs> as a pick at home against the against the New York Giants. Um, this line opened at Cowboys minus four when Roma was supposed to play, and uh, over the past few weeks, it's moved down to a pick 'em and even plus one in some places. So that that's like a four four to five point move. And I don't think Roma is worth as much this season as he was last season. That's because uh, we've seen how. Dak Prescott has performed. Um, he might have been the most important player in the country to his team the last few years at Mississippi State. That couldn't be more obvious with Mississippi State losing to South Alabama in week one. Um, Prescott was the most impressive rookie in the preseason. He went 39 of 50 passing, 78% completions, 454 yards, five touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. He also rushed for two scores, so... Very impressed with what he was able to do with that first-team offense in the preseason. Um, but he's not going to have to do it all because this offense is loaded. Best offensive line in the NFL. Uh, star in the making, running back, and Ezekiel Elliott, and a healthy Des Bryant back. Um, the Cow- Looking at the Cowboys' defense, I know it leaves a lot to be desired, and they get a lot of hate, but um, Rod Marinelli has actually proven he's one of the best in the business at getting the most out of lesser talent. Um, Dallas gave up a respectable 23 points, 348 yards per game last season. You compare that to the Giants, who gave up 28 points, 421 yards per game. Dallas had a way better defense. Um, I know the Giants spent a ton of money on uh, free agents for, for their defense uh, this offseason, but we've seen that strategy not work out well for a lot of teams in the past. Um, so I'm not. I know their defense will be better, but I, I doubt it's as as much better as they're hoping for. Um, the Cowboys have had the Giants number two. They're five and one in the last six meetings straight up. Their only loss came 20 to 27 on the road last year. They actually outgained the Giants by 171 yards in that game and should have won. Um, in the two meetings last year, they outgained them by 319 yards. Um, so I think Prescott's going to have a big game, and I think he's going to lead the Cowboys to a home victory um, in Week One. As much as I hope you're right, <laughs> I. I just have to disagree with you. Being a Cowboys fan and watching this team painfully here, um, I just don't see it happening. Um, Last year, as we all know, without Romo, they were 1-11. For a Giants point, I actually like the fact that Tom Coughlin's gone. I think that's actually a boost uh, for this team. I thought he actually lost a few games for them last year. Eli's played pretty good against the Cowboys for his career. He's 14 and 8 against the spread. Um, the Giants are comfortable playing in Dallas. They're 5 and 2 against the spread the last seven meetings there. And then, you know, the Cowboys, they have that Jerry World Stadium, but unfortunately, it hasn't actually done them any favors. Uh, they're just 10, 25, and 1 uh, against the spread the last 36 home games, which is. Kind of mind-boggling to me when you consider the fact that, you know, as big as that stadium is, you'd feel like, you know, you, you could just pack as many fans in, home fans in there as once. And, 
I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, I do like Dak Prescott, as you mentioned a lot, and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but for me, just to back him week one, I have a hard time. I just need to see something from them uh, when the lights are on, um, and then I'll be on board. But week one, uh, I don't know. I'm shaky on it. I have to take, I'd have to take the Giants. <laughs> I don't blame you. You, you uh, made a couple good points there with the uh, Coughlin maybe losing a few games for him. They lost a lot of close games last year, and the home field thing. It's like I feel like more. T- I mean, the road the road team gets a lot more fans there than most most other um, visiting teams because they just want to see the stadium. So it doesn't right. really be in as big of an advantage. So, yeah, I, I've seen that happen uh, the last few years for sure. It seems like they right. want to bet the Cowboys on the road and fade them at home. But right. But I think it'll be pretty charged up this this first week, and uh, I'm hoping the Cowboys get it done. I, I sure hope you're right as well. <laughs> Teddy's going with uh, Duke minus 5 and the Bears plus 6.5. I'm taking Kentucky plus 17 and the Cowboys as a pick em. Uh Let's move on to our bonus NFL teasers. Uh, what do you like this week for a teaser? I'm doing a two-team, six-point teaser. I'm going to do the Saints plus four and a half and the Cardinals at a pick Um You know, the Saints come into this year, obviously, they had a bad year, as we all know. Um, but I just feel like the, the Raiders are getting a little too much respect. They're kind of the team that's getting a lot of notice here um, for a team that only went seven and nine last year. Uh, you know. Derek Carr is just four and twelve in road games, um, and three and ten as a road underdog. Uh, the Saints do have questions on defense, but they didn't make some sign um, signings this off season. I expect them to be a lot better. Let's just face it; they can't be much worse than what they were. Um, Drew Brees just got a contract extension, um, so yeah, I look for the Saints. You know, plus four and a half. If they do lose this game, uh, I don't see any more than that. And then uh, the Cardinals had a pick them. Uh, to me, that's the best defense in football. It's a Sunday night game. You have, uh, obviously, everyone knows Tim, Tom Brady is suspended. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo, this is a very tough first game for him to be under the bright lights. And the Patriots are just 1-6 against the spread in the last uh, seven road games. Nice stats there, definitely. I like the car stats, and I like uh, the Patriots road stats. Uh, you know, I, I think the Cardinals win the game, and I don't, I don't know if they're going to cover six, but I think they win the game. And the Saints, uh, I don't normally like crossing zero with these teasers, so I'm like minus one and a half to plus four and a half, but I, right. can't, I can't see them um, not covering four and a half at home. I think the Raiders are definitely overhyped right now, mm-hmm. too. So I'm in agreement on that one. I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus one against the Chargers and the Jets plus eight and a half uh, against the Bengals. Both teams are at home. Uh, Six-point teaser, taking the Chiefs from minus seven down to minus one, and the Jets from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. Uh, basically, the Chiefs just have to win, and the Jets have to stay within eight points at home. And you know, I I kind of like uh, the Jets anyways without the points, but uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go with that teaser this week. Yeah, I like I like both of those. Actually, I'm in agreement. I think um, you know Kansas City, you know they had a good year last year. Um, Obviously, division rival right off the bat. They'll be more than ready to go for them. Um, and the Bengals, I, I'm not very high on the Bengals this year anyway as a whole. So um, the the Jets were good. They have a great defense as well. And I see no reason why um, they can't cover it either. All right. 
a lot of agreement this week. The only one is on the Cowboys that so we had different. Right. So <laughs> it's going to be a good week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Teddy's going to be back with me in two weeks uh, as he and Brandon are going to alternate every week. Uh, keep up the good work, buddy, and dominate again this weekend. Yeah, thanks. Same to you. Uh, that was a fun last weekend. I know we talked a little bit throughout the weekend, but uh, that was uh, that was a fun Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So. Oh, that was, yeah, but you can't beat those three days. We got had that nice Florida State comeback on Monday to, to finish it right. off after we both about gave up on it. So Yeah, that was exactly. cool. All right, that wraps up our week one NFL and week two college football podcast. Be sure to head on over to sportscapping.com and sign up with Teddy and I for the weekend. Um, One of the best packages you can get to get in all the actions, a three-day pass. That gets you from Saturday through Monday and gets you the most uh, picks for your money. So uh, take advantage of that, guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.